Blog Talk Radio. And um, I think, you know, just for the sake of giving that little extra to the 
you know, readers that might be listening, maybe tell us a little bit about the process of sharing um, a book with another author. Okay. Um, well, sharing is really hard. I'm super territorial, major, type A. So sharing is not, even as a kid, <laughs> was not a strong suit for me. But um, it just, it's, it's a process. I mean, it's really hard. It wasn't hard as far as um, our, uh, you know, personalities and things like that. Like, I have a lot of respect for Jasmine. Um, we've worked together before, me as her editor, on a lot of her work. I think she has, like, ten books. I edited her very first book. And so, like, the relationship between us is really, really good. Um, but, you know, it doesn't take away from the fact that collaborating is really hard because you're used to just doing everything on your own, plotting it out on your own, um, you know, creating these characters on your own. And so with this book, Jasmine wrote for maybe two of the characters, and then maybe on the third we kind of bounced that ideas back and forth on this character, but then... I wrote for the rest of them, just, and it kind of just came together. But um, we pretty much, she had collaborated before. I never had. And it was so, for me, that she taught me some things on that part because when I wrote the first part and she said, oh, so you want me to, do I just write the next part? I'm like, what that mean? <laughs> what that mean? Because I don't know how it works. She was like, oh, well, you wrote that part. So then I'll read through that, and then I just kind of piggyback. I'm like, okay, yeah, go ahead and do that. So then we started doing that back and forth. I'm like, okay. So I would edit her part, send it back to her. She fixed it. I put it all into the main document. So it was a lot of back and forth, a oh. whole lot of back and forth. But the process itself the talking scenes back and forth, the talking about what we thought, how this, we thought how a person should behave and stuff like that. It was, it was good teamwork. Like I don't, I don't like teamwork. I'm not gonna lie. Like I can be a team player, but I kind of, like I said, I'm territorial in my work. So it's really hard to work as part of a team when so many hands are in a cookie jar. But it worked out. It worked out. Okay, that's so. That's cool, though. Um, so, so is it one of those structures where it is, I don't know, um, chapter by chapter, like this is you, this is her, or did you actually blend the story within those chapters and you wrote, you know, a couple pages of that chapter and she wrote a couple pages, and you know, or did you kind of alternate, you know, she wrote a whole block and then you wrote a whole block? Mm-mm. Well, so yeah, kinda I already knew what the premise for the book was gonna be. Like I'll just I'll just start there actually and say that the you know, people you know what people are pretty much have pretty much come to know me for writing and that's like the multicultural fiction type story. But mm-hmm. you know, with the um my head space was just in a different place with everything that was happening in the news, you know, and People think a lot of times, you know, that I write the, the IR books or the multicultural books, and that's my lifestyle. No, that is just that just happens to be the stuff that I write. I'm a black woman. I have a black son, and I love my life. <laughs> I'm not out mm-hmm. here aesthetic and writing, you know, about these particular um, couples of people because that's what I aspire to have or anything like that. So there are, like, many layers to me, and I felt like when everything was in the news with the police shootings and then, you know, still with the police shootings, we still have a huge onslaught of black-on-black crime. It just kind of put me in a different head space. You know, it shifted. Mm-hmm. It didn't necessarily shift because it's me all the time. I'm very socially conscious, so it's always there in my mind. And so I felt like 
I had a lot of anger, and I was just kind of like everybody, every face that I saw was my brothers or my babies or my nephews, and I was pissed, you know, and I'm just like, look, if that was me, it would be death by cop, suicide by cop, because I'm going to black out. There's just no need for it to keep happening, and what I did with the energy was just kind of was like, you know, if I had the opportunity to avenge the murder of a loved one, would I? And that's where the story was born. And so Jasmine was the person that I was talking to about all of that stuff, like just telling her how hurt I was, how angry I was. And a couple of times I just cried, like, what kind of effing world did I birth my baby into? You know, where right. now I have to be worried about him, not only from his peers who have no other reason to want him not here because he looked at them the wrong way, to the police officer that want to pull him over because he just, because he black, you know? And so... It hurt me really bad, and so, like, that energy, I was in a killing mode, and I just wanted to have a vigilante story where it was just kind of like, you know, these girls, I just came, it just popped up in my head. There's three girls who happened to see their mom get murdered in early, you know, 11, 12, and 15, and it's just the story just took a life on, took a life of its own from there. And so it's a vigilante story, but there's like, you know, Black Lives Matter pieces in there. There's, um, I've put a couple of different social issues in there, but still layered them in fiction. So, you know, because a lot of people don't want to be preached at. It's not even a preachy book, but there's definitely topics in there that will open up dialogue and hopefully even cause people to think, you know, and look at the uh-huh. situations for what they really are. So that's what, um, and, you know, beautiful vengeance to me is being able to avenge and do it the right way because the judicial system don't always get it right. Let's just keep it honest. And so for me, this was just me being able to exhibit my energy somewhere and say how I would like to see it done, eye for an eye, and it just is how it is because sometimes that slap on the wrist is, especially where we're concerned, it's just not, it's not enough. It's It's nothing for me. So, and I definitely understand being in a headspace just for what's going on. In reality, when you're sitting down and you're behind that computer and you have the opportunity to put some stuff into that picture. So, um, Mm -hmm. I guess talk to us a little bit about um, as much without giving away too much as you can about the story, the storyline. Okay. Well, um, like I said, uh, it, it starts out with um, the, the part the, the part of the story where it starts out is actually uh, in every one of my books, whether it's Terry or if I'm writing Urban Under Zuri, I always throw in some real-life stuff. So the, mm-hmm. the opening of the book, which I don't mind giving away, is um, the, you know, girl sitting in the car, at the store with her boyfriend. He's in the store, and it's just kind of reenacted from something that happened um, years ago in my youth where a friend of mine was murdered in the car with a guy, where she, you know, they came for him, but then I guess when she ducked down when the gunshots rang out and somebody in his car spotted her, they doubled back and then killed her too. And so this part of the book was reenacted from that, but, you know, basically the lady had, to her daughter, her, her two daughters in the back seat of the car with her, and her little cousin, which was, um, she was 15, she walked up to the car, saw her cousin there, but she got the little cousins out to go in the store with her, so she essentially saved them because, the, you know, it was a drive-by. The little girls were in the store with her, so all three of them survived, but at the end of all the gunshots, they run out and they find her. 
And the boyfriend, he's wounded, but he didn't die like she did. And so, you know, then it fast forwards to present day, and they've all gone on to become successful. One is, you know, she works with the police department. She's CSI. A couple of years in, her sister has got her own hair salon. And then the cousin that was there who was really close to her, she's kind of like a free spirit, but she designs websites. She's got her own money, too. But they're all successful, but then there's that trigger point at the time where the mom died those years ago, and it, it just all starts to come together. They start seeing these things that happen around Oakland, and they're selective with the death, with the murders that they avenge. And so that's just basically what it is. They find out about, you know, like the first one that they decided to take, do a kill on was kind of like their first group kill was a girl who lost their mother the same way that they did. And so and that's pretty much how the book goes along. It's them in their regular lives, but it's them in their uh their vigilante roles too, but they don't really consider themselves vigilante. They're just like <laughs> bring about justice. And there's a uh, one scene in there that's kind of my favorite because it just came so natural. But I'm a huge I'm on both. I, I don't I have this thing with Black Lives Movement where I don't get into dialogue with people about it because there's so many different facets of it from people's mouths and some of the stuff that comes out I just can't really believe when I hear it. So. I tend to stay away from it. I'm not scared to get into it, but I just tend to stay away from it. But there's one scene in there where the angel character, who is the CSI, she pulls up to a murder scene, and she's in gear and getting ready to, you know, do what she has to do. Her partner, well, not her partner, but one of her colleagues is already there, and he's like, so how is this for Black Lives Matter? Because it was a black-on-black crime. And it's right in the midst. Like, I've definitely I made it current for today. So... The freeways being taken over in West Oakland, that was all current in the story, too. And he was like, you know, they were just shutting down freeways for when it was, you know, police brutality, what they call it. But what about this right here, this time scene we're about to clean up? So then they get into this huge battle of two of them where she doesn't really want to at first, but he brings it out of her because he, he's a white guy. He's like, no, I really want to know what, how does Black Lives Matter if Black Lives really are supposed to matter. And so it's just everything I was feeling at that time in one book. <laughs> In fiction form. Wow. wow. And some some touchy things. You know, I don't know if you and uh, Jasmine had the same um, perspective, but if you didn't, would you have put that into the book or would you have just for the sake of the book? I think way? That even if, if the perspectives had been different, I think because, you know, what was really weird is I don't know if, Jay is reading it yet, or if she's had a chance to read it yet. I think she knowing her knowing my writing, she'll know which character I talked for in that debate. But we, me and Jasmine both. I mean, she's she has a black son as well, and a black you know a man that she's in love with, and a man in her family just like I have. And so, with like I said, with the Black Lives Matter, it's always tricky because everybody you get into these heated debates with people that are like, okay, well we're not talking about that right now. Right now we're talking about the police. Okay, but how can mm-hmm. you talk about one without talking about the other? And so, mm-hmm. you know, as far as me and her went, with our, our beliefs kind of laid on the same, you know, plateau. We were kind of like in the same place. But, yeah, definitely, if it had been different, I mean, the debate would have gone longer <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> the fact that she was coming in the box as one character and I was coming back with a rebuttal as the other character, like we literally have it in our inbox on Facebook. 
Or, you know, I started the, you know, because I started the dialogue with, okay, so how's this for Black Lives Matter um, agent or whatever, whatever, I forgot, Angel, I forgot Angel's last name, my own character, I forgot, but, and so then it just went from here, I sent it to her, she came back with her response, and then, um, you know, we just went back and forth for like a bit of dialogue, I think that dialogue came out to be like 1,500 words, just the dialogue alone, something like that. Okay, so yeah. that was a pretty thorough discussion. Hmm? Okay. So that was a pretty thorough discussion in, in that scene. Oh, it was okay. thorough. <laughs> yeah, it was thorough. I mean, and what was good about it was there was no part where I was like, Doug, we should probably change this part or change what she just said or change. There was none of that. It just flowed. Even when I went back to edit it, I'm like, I don't even need to touch this. It's perfect. So. Yeah, that, I mean, and that's that's authentic, and, and I it, that's one of the best ways to um, make your reader trust you. You know, if you have this authentic conversation happening in your story, your readers are trusting you, and that's pretty important too. Mhm. There's a lot of trust. A lot of trust in there. Okay, so. Um, what what would you say is the most difficult part of um, sharing a, a story with another author? Um, the most difficult part, Jasmine would probably say. And by the way, Jasmine's probably not on the call because her phone didn't get delivered on time. Like it was, she switched out her phones. One is broken, and of course, spread oh, is okay. taking long. So, but I think <laughs> the most difficult part that she would say was because I'm the editor, too, and I think for her, she was trying to make it so perfect so I wouldn't have to edit as much, but I was going to edit regardless. And so mm-hmm. I think it was just more like um, the what making the voices to where, you know, kind of like you when somebody braids, like when I braid hair, I don't like to share because somebody can tell my braids from another person's braids. <laughs> but <laughs> with the book, you kind of want it, even though it's two individual people, you still want it to flow. Like it's one person, you know, I guess. Right. You know and so that was the most difficult part right there, trying to maintain the same voice but still with, with different perspectives in there. That was so, yeah. yeah I don't, it, the thing was, like, it really, we wrote the book in 11 days from start to finish, from getting it edited. Wow. Because the energy was just there so strong, you know. And so I had a goal where I didn't want to take longer than two weeks for it. Like, I wanted it done and off my plate because it wasn't like I sat down and planned to write this book. Society planned it for me. So I wanted it off my plate so that I could get these. And, it, you know, it, it was just a really weird experience, but it went really quick. So there, I don't think there was really a difficult part about it, not not for me. Okay. I mean, and, you know, sometimes there are those uh, writing partnerships where everything is great and then there are those mm-hmm. that it's like whoa and you know having done a couple of short pieces I can't mm-hmm. fathom in my mind having you know to do a long like a, a whole novel you know so mm-hmm. I commend you I applaud you well don't do that check because I don't know if I'm going to do it again <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to do it again I just <laughs> <laughs> well, if you do, I mean, just I mean, just to to you know 
couldn't do it that one time. And then I look at because you know, and you didn't answer questions for me because I always thought like, how do you dialogue together? Because I, oh, yeah. in my mind, I'm having to try to make when I'm writing for that other character, the part I'm writing sound like how you would say it, you know. So mm-hmm. that makes sense for you to say we did a chat in the inbox. That makes sense. That's the yeah. one way to get the real-time kind of conversation happening. So Right. And those little tricks yeah. make, a, make a difference, I guess, makes it a little easier to keep the the continuity moving throughout the whole piece and and still having separate voices. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting. You're, you're teaching why you're telling me about the book. Um, okay, good. <laughs> so, so, okay, tell us something that um, maybe your readers might need to prepare themselves for before, because I'm sure your readers that have read your, your other books are not going to get exactly the same thing here. So mm-hmm. what 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 should they be prepared for? Not necessarily to tell them exactly what happens, but, not you know, just mm-hmm. get ready for what? Well, <laughs> they can get prepared for seeing the word niggas used in the book. It's used quite often. Okay. <laughs> 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 Yes, I yeah, it's it's it called for it in a few places and so not E R but A. And so that's there. And I really I tried to cover everything because like I didn't want a particular audience for it. You know, I wanted so I even put that in I think the however it is on Amazon that there was the harsh language or whatever. It's not harsh, okay. but it might be for some people that decide to pick up the book, you know, but I I talk about sex in all of my books. I'm always testing in my books, so it's nothing really different, but the N-word is there. And it's okay. not as, you know, as a, I don't know, I, I don't think that for me to warn them would be for me to accept being put into a box, and I don't. So for me to just be like, okay, well, it's not going to be IR, and it's not normally what you see from here, I'm not going to tell them that, because I don't, I don't like being put in put in boxes to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to write African-American fiction when I feel like it or multicultural fiction romance when I feel like it, paranormal when I feel like it. So all I told them was just that it's not IR, and that's really all I let them know. So that's really all I owe them. Right. <laughs> that it's not IR. And definitely, definitely, because as, as an artist, because that's what, you know, that's your art as an artist, you got to say, you know, this is me. In any format I bring you, this is me. Mm-hmm. So, I don't really yeah. have to explain being myself. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it, too, because that's all I'm doing is being myself. That's a good way to put it. Well, thank you. I feel you. Um, <laughs> and, you know, one, because once you kind of start to spread your 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 essence, I guess we could call it, around uh, to various genres, I mean, you got to, you know, expect, you know, they have to expect your growth. But, you know, they also got to honor that whole um, desire for you to express yourself, you know, as an mm-hmm. artist. And however my expressions come, that that's what you got to be ready for. So that means that I got to use that N-word, you know, in this book. Just come on, be all right with it, you know. <laughs> 
So. Right. It just is what it is. And I just wanted to be able to be creative without having to, like, stumble for a pen. I did that with Zuria, and I, you know, love the name to death, but I recently let people know that that Zuri is me, too. Like, I don't need to hide behind Zuri to write urban. You know, it might be a transition for people, but it's, it, I can handle people, you know, send take. Because, like, my loyal readers tell me all the time, I'm going to read whatever you write. So when they found out I was Zuri, they picked that stuff up, too. It wasn't a big deal for them. But... I wasn't going to go and get a pen to write this book. <laughs> this is period. Right. who I am. And so, I mean, and as far as us, there is something else, like, just for people to know that there are, I think, things in this book that might be thought-provoking that will definitely, you know, inspire conversations to be had. Like, you know, one of the characters is in therapy. The other two should probably be, too, but they're not. And so she mm-hmm. talks quite a bit about therapy. You know how therapy goes down in our community, you know, so that's not, that's like a taboo, but she's in therapy. And then there's, um, you know, she's in the same sex relationship too because of something, not not that people need a reason to be in one, but because of something that happened in her past, you know, she's a little mm-hmm. sexually fluid or whatnot. And then, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter and police brutality and, you know, just, Murder, it's, it's just a whole, I think it's just something for everybody, literally. Like, you could turn yeah. the page, and this person that don't read this, this might be the part that they really get into the book because this is their type of thing right here, and then they end up falling into, in love with the rest of the book because of it. So I just think that there is, you know, there's romance, so, yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that you said the part about therapy being in there because that needs to be a little bit more prevalent in our community, however we can bring the awareness to it. And, yes, I'm on my soapbox because this is something I'm really passionate about, I'm working mm-hmm. on a documentary with that as well. But just as a life coach for young adults, mm-hmm. the, the whole idea of therapy in our community is like, but I ain't crazy, though, and, and no one's saying that. We're saying that there are some things you need to work out in order for you to function at, at, a, at a more efficient, effective, whatever you want to use, but it'll help you be better. And there's such a stigma, but imagine the more that we get the opportunity to kind of inundate our community with that it's okay and you can still be cool or whatever, you know, because it's, it's something that you do privately to maintain yourself. But I commend oh, yeah. you on that, you know, kindred spirits here, because I did it on mm-hmm. a young adult level um, mm-hmm. on the project I'm working on now just to get, you know, young adults to understand, because you would be amazed at some of the um, cases that we see just in a public school setting that we have to refer to be removed from the campus for a window of time and just stay in a program that is a full-day inpatient service. And we're talking, you know, 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds. That's young. I wouldn't be amazed by it. My uncle has a a program that I go in and and talk to some of his um, youth at some point, and they're all boys. They're all, like, in juvie. And his program is directed toward helping them change their behavior and their attitudes and stuff like that. And some of it is bad. I mean, like these, you know, a lot of kids is where it starts at. You don't don't talk to nobody outside to talk about our business. 
don't do it. You know what I mean? And so then it's like yeah. when it comes down to even school counseling or therapy or something like that, it's tight-lipped. You're not supposed to say anything. You threatened at a young yeah. age. And so nobody is taking care of your mental health while you're out here seeing so much stuff just way over your little young head. And you don't want mm-hmm. to process that. And you internalize mm-hmm. it. And then that stuff just people don't understand that, you know. So they need to understand it because, like you said, it's a lot of us. And our babies are at risk right now because they don't know how to process this stuff. Yeah. They don't. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It is, it's the links, you know, it's the links that they go to to prevent it. And, and I don't, you know, I know that if I'm talking about a young adult world, I know adults are masters. But, you know, because one person I remember talking to, maybe 12, had been sent to an inpatient service, couldn't be back on a regular school campus until she completed it. So she completed Mm -hmm. it, and she completed it in warp speed, but not because she was being serviced, but because she knew the routine. And, and, mm-hmm. and she would tell me, she's like, oh, I just had to do this and this and this. And I just did that for like 15 days, and I didn't have to do the 30 days. She just knew what to do. So, yeah. you know, somebody somewhere is writing it down, you know, um, service, you know, rehabilitated or whatever, and that is not what's happening. That <laughs> is not what's happening. Right. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm just, I, and I got, I told you, I got to put myself back on that, but I was so glad to hear that. So, like you said, there's so many things, little snapshots, I guess you could call it, that you put into, you know, this work, and that's great, you know, just to bring attention and start conversation and, you know, motivate people to address things, you know. So I, mm-hmm. I commend you on that, too. Thank you. Thank you. I've just, you know, I've been in therapy myself, and I tell people all the time, like, and when I did it at work, they were like, well, you know, this is confidential, and you don't, nobody will know about it. And I'm like, I don't really care if people know about it. I'm not crazy. I'm out here trying to take care of my mental health. And so if it takes somebody on the outside looking in to tell me that a lot of my issues have to do with me and my mother and that she needs to be in my sessions, I don't really care who knows. I mean, they're not going to know what parts have to do with my mama, but they know that I'm trying to make a better me, you know, tend to a better mm-hmm. me. And so I don't really, I don't like psychiatrists. I prefer therapists. Psychiatrists, to me, are just overly paid to medicate people. But therapists, the therapist that I had, it was always like two-way conversation. She wasn't scared to tell me, well, you know, about how she felt about things I was saying to her and give me constructive Mm -hmm. feedback or, you know, try to get me into anger management, which I never thought I needed, but (laughs) stuff like that. (laughs) But a psychiatrist, I literally had to tell the psychiatrist one time, why are you here? Like, you're not just going to sit there and stare at me the whole time and get 250 an hour. Because, I mean, not that I'll but you know, that's not going to happen. I'm not that patient. You need to contribute to this conversation. So, but I prefer a therapist, a family therapist at that. But I don't do psychiatrists. They can go somewhere just because they have, you know, the ability to medicine. And so clearly, since I pay attention to every detail, I changed it. Her, I changed hers to a psychiatrist because she medic. She gave her some medication. I couldn't say her therapist because that's not plausible. A therapist can't get mm-hmm. you medicated, so you know. Right. So yeah. So then there, there you have that whole um, 
um, reality piece that people need to also get when they're, when, you know, I, I feel like we have a responsibility just as writers, no matter how you're writing, you know, what genre you're writing in, if you're presenting something that that maybe everybody doesn't know or so like, you know, popular, part of the population doesn't know, I feel like we have an obligation to be honest, uh, truth, factual, you know, because what was mm-hmm. the only time they ever heard of that, you know, um, and here they listen to, you know, they're reading your book, and this is the only time they get that information. And a lot of people tend to believe things they're writing. So, you know, you need to make it accurate. Because what if you did give that therapist the ability to give her medication, then they go to a therapist and like, well, can I get some medicine? And like, no, that's not what I do, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Um, so You have to get you a psyche valve first, and then you can get the medication. Yeah, mm-mm. Right. No. Have to make it right. <laughs> so yeah, that's another thing that you know. It, it is nice to hear that you know you're doing that, that you're taking that seriously. I I think there are so many. Um, I think the industry has so many people who are writing in it that everybody doesn't know that there is a responsibility, and I think people just right. kind of. I think somebody will read this. I'm gonna write it, you know. But right. Mm-hmm. That's not. It's not. It's not what you want to do as a as a as an author. So right. Okay, so we've we've been chatting for about thirty minutes, and we're gonna go ahead and I'm gonna let you talk with Imaj because she has started on your book, and she's gonna have some. She's gonna come with the reader's perspective. We try to do okay. two way oh, thing here. Oh, Lord. Lord. Hey, you guys. Good evening. How are y'all doing? Oh, there she is. There she is. There she is. I had to take myself off mute because I was um, working. Y'all know. They're working. We know. We know. And at the same time, the UPS man was showing up, too. So, <laughs> some shoes, huh? Got some shoes. Huh? Oh my gosh, she shopping. No, 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 no! I didn't get any shoes. Actually, it's something from my job. So I'm, I'm looking through and trying to figure out what they send me in the mail for you. Well, I say, you know, I did my little spin. Now it's your turn as the reader to to kind of get to chat it up a little bit. Okay, so let's see. So, so I just I started reading the book this morning. So I am about let's see, wait a minute. Let me take my little candle. I'm about halfway through. Oh, okay. I've been reading. So, so in some parts you've already kind of talked about. Like the beginning, I was like, oh my god, I felt sorry. Like I was gonna cry. Like I was, I felt like I was there. So, mm-hmm. so that. There and you've already said that you spoke from an experience. So that was one of my questions that I had wrote down. Was any of this from an experience that you may have had? Mhm. Um, mhm. And I I don't want to give none of it away that I'm at. So I'm gonna tell you what point I'm up to, and then okay. we can kind of discuss it from there. Um. They just found out what happened to the, the they 
they know who the original shooter was from the little boy getting killed. Oh, okay. The youngest one. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm okay. at, and they're in, they're in his house, and they're about to show out for him. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. How, writing that portion from a mother's perspective, um, how how did it feel writing that? Because, you know, every mother will be like, you know what, for my child, I will. From who's which who from whose perspective? Which like my, which um one? like as a as the author and the mother, you're, you're an author, you're a mother. What feelings were you feeling writing that? Which writing which part? The part where you said they are in his place. No, the well the first first the emotion of losing a child. Oh God. Hmm. Yeah. No. I. Uh, that that always drives me. Any that drives my anger for every situation. I mean, like I was telling Shamor when I, you know, when I saw Trayvon or when I saw Tamir, it's weird. Like you know, those kids almost anything like my son, but they did when they showed them to me on the news, and that they just became him. And so for me, writing that, that I mean, that having to write that part. That's why I think I held back in certain areas. Like, I know when she, you know, zoned out or when she was just, like, kind of talking and just mumbling or whatever, like, I know that's the emotion. I don't even know that I would be able to speak. So I was just really trying to, you know, get into the scene a bit of how it was. Maybe when I lost my brother, even though he didn't die of street violence, he died on his motorcycle. But, you know, just death period. But of a child, I, I can't imagine, don't ever want to imagine, you know. So I just kind of had to, it was hard. You know, it was really, really hard, but, um, and I think subconsciously that's why I make them so much younger because then it's like my son already passed that age, so it's not like me having to write in the present for where he is now. Like, that's, that's, I can't, I couldn't. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's emotional. It's emotional, but there was a message there, so I had to, you know, pull it together, write it. Uh, I mean, I understand. Like, I know what it feels like to lose a child. So, I yeah. I know the the state of mind is is very very. How can I say it? Uh-huh. It was very fragile because I I can tell you that my state of mind was very fragile at that right. point in my life. And I like the fact that you do have someone actually trying to help one of them. I'm not going to tell who's getting the help because I'm going to have to read the book like I'm reading the book. Um, <laughs> so, well, I'm glad that she's getting help. But why did you have her not be in a relationship with, like, I'm about to get her people away. Like, she's not in a relationship with a man. Is there a reason why she's not in a relationship with a man? Or maybe I'm going to find that out later on. Mm-hmm. It'll come later. It's not that she doesn't like me, and she's just not with one right now. <laughs> right, like I know, because I remember the conversation that she had with her um, psychiatrist, and we got to make sure we use our words properly before mm-hmm. we give her some medication. And so mm-hmm. um, she, she said she had been in a relationship with a man before, and so, okay, so I'm going to have to mm-hmm. And Okay, so then speaking of relationships, so what are the sisters, like, I'm going to go ahead and tell you my thoughts, what I feel that mm-hmm. I want to happen, but knowing you, that's not going to happen. 
Um, I want her and the detective that she converses with a lot to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I want them to be together. Like, I want them to be together, like, now. Like, today. Why do you go ahead and put them together right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 right now, I want them to be in the most <laughs> deepest love ever, like, right now. <laughs> 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 that's just that's just me, the reader. I have to read further because I, I feel like you're just gonna you're gonna tear me apart at some point. <laughs> um, the romantic. Let's see. What else? I'm I'm going through like I'm literally going back to what I said. I just don't feel really read. Don't worry about it, girl. And I'm gonna say this now because actually. You know, for me to be halfway through a book, making mm-hmm. this for a schedule of mine, it's actually really, it's really good. And I probably mm-hmm. will have it done probably by tomorrow. This is how quick I'm reading it and going through. Because I want to know. Like, I'm nosy. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> well, you'll tell like, me and you can. Huh? I sure will, and I'll make sure I post the um, review on Amazon. Also, um, like, I like the fact that they're just only including the three of them as, like, these vigilantes. Like, yeah. I, for some reason, I don't mind seeing women be vigilantes and shoot and kill. Like, I don't mind it sometimes. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind it. And it's like this. Cause it shows, like, at least it can be tough. And we got the stomach to lay somebody out. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, like we woman. Out. <laughs> I, she raw hit me raw everything. <laughs> I, 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 oh and then okay, so the father. So I have so the father of the girls. Mm-hmm. I, I just got finished reading that part, so now I'm like Yeah, I'm gonna do stuff. He, he tries to act like he can write and read and stuff. 
but I know um, Shakira writes. I didn't know he wrote. I know Shakira writes books, and Shakira is like well, he needs to calm down with all of that holding his holding all the information for power. Like that's just not cool. I know that that pissed me off today when I read that this morning. I was like, really? So you just go yeah. kind of hint around at it, but you, we can't know. But you're gonna just hint it's around just, at it's it, like disrespectful. It's a whole lot isn't of disrespectful. It? it is so mm-hmm. disrespectful, and I, I particularly mm-hmm. think that we should find him and dump him. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. I mean, I mean, we need to get some of our vigilante females out of our books to kind of back us. Cause I got one, what? and. We should like to help us, and we should like jump in. Right, I agree. Okay, I I'll agree. Make sure I because got I mean, you know, and I'm cool. He just gonna tell me when Kane and 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 Becky gonna die. That's um, that's all, really all I need to know. Just tell me when they gonna get rid of Becky and Kane, and that's all I need to know. I need, I need, I need for Holly to no longer exist. Or that's what I'm just talking about. Write me in. Like write me in mm-hmm. a freak accident at the grocery store and let me knock her off right quick. Right. Or just jump off that she window in her apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she, she's just messing up my flow. Everything was cool. I even can let, you know, Tommy and, and, and Ghost, I can let them have a little beef and be all right and let them be on two sides of the law or whatever. But Holly, I can't. I need her to go away. I, I yeah, mean, I didn't want to kill her. I don't like Holly at all. I didn't like they killed the dog. So, like, I was more upset about the dog dying than, than uh, right. anything it would do to Holly. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, this I'm, did just turn into a power discussion, didn't it? I, I'm going to pretend like I know what y'all talking about. <laughs> Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Please don't judge oh me. Okay. So I only seen one episode and that was like oh two episodes ago. That was my first time oh watching my it. I was happy to be in my friend's house. And, and you're not even supposed to, to just be starting in the middle anyway. Oh right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like mm-hmm. you can't even love so nobody I know who party in the middle like that. Okay, that's not that's the thing. Like I know what y'all talking about. Yeah, you can't you can't even have no allegiances or nothing. You can't even be like that's my boy or my girl. You, you listen, if there's no other if there's no other reason to watch Power than to see how well that man fit a suit, then Like, did you just shut up? Like, be quiet. Like, stop talking. I was like, but 
I didn't want to watch this. You could watch this at another time. Like, really? Like, it's not even 9 o'clock yet. You could have waited until it came on at 9 o'clock. I wanted to talk to you right now. Like, what are we doing? She's like, we're going to watch this before we go out. Like, I don't want to watch this before we go out. I have questions now. Like, why is she acting like this? Why Why he don't want to be with her? Like, are they dating? Like, I have questions. Now oh, you're Lord. mad because I have questions. all the wrong questions. <laughs> like, I'm asking questions like, who are these people? Like, I know that this particular person is ghost. And why does 50 Cent look like this? What happened to 50 Cent? And so he was like, well, he got burnt oh, up the last season. And I was like, I'm mad well, at I didn't see that, so I don't know. I'm mad at Dre. He was watching uh, Power irresponsibly with someone who doesn't know and totally confused the effect that the show can have on a new viewer. This is all Dre's fault. This is all Dre's fault. Blame him. Blame it on him. Yes. Yeah. Make sure you put yeah. on his page and say, I blame you. And then he's going to be like, why? And then, hey, I blame him. He, he is yeah. irresponsible I'm, I'm, I'm in a, this relationship. I'm going to tell him. Yeah, I'm going to tell him. I'm going to let him know. You've always been irresponsible. Irresponsible, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is what I need you to do, because we're getting to that time. It's just going to be over. Would you tell everybody how to get their hands on your book? Mm-hmm. Amazon. No, um. Yeah, <laughs> they are <laughs> they are available in um, paperback and in soft copy on Amazon dot com. Um, yeah, yesterday was release day, so they are available now. Um, and that's the only outlet I have them at right now. It's just Amazon, but it's in uh, on Kindle and in paperback. Oh, right. So. That will definitely be, um, I'm going to, of course, share that on my um, Facebook page, on the Facebook page also for uh, the Wine Dash Show so that you can find her. And I am so happy that you joined us for some book chat. Did you hear my book chat music, Imaj? Oh, that music was beautiful. No, I didn't. I didn't hear it because when I looked up and I said, oh, darn it. 7.05, so I was talking to one of my clients, and he was getting on my nerves. Um, I missed the, the song. What song did you play? Well, we're going to go out. We're going to fade to black listening to the song because um, I think that that helps to set this show apart from the other shows that are not quite as sophisticated as this show. So, I made sure that we had some mellow, sophisticated music. Yeah, the music was nice. I'm ready. I actually need some of that music to to, uh, write to. I'm always looking for music on um, YouTube that I write to, like instrumentals. And so that was Uh really nice. Like, what is that under? Is that jazz? That's George George Benson. Yes, that's jazz. That's George Benson. Okay. So just just put that in there. You'll get some good stuff. Yeah. All right, ladies. I enjoyed visiting with you. I'm gonna go to my Facebook and share out um, that information so that if you want to check out that book, 
in paperback, or if you want to go ahead and do that ebook, do it in ebook form, then you can do so. So there you go. We got you covered. And I want to thank well, you for, for having being me on our show on Thursday. Thanks for having me. Of course, because we love you. Thank you, thank you. I love y'all both. <laughs> love you back. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Marge. Thank you, Marge, for you know coming in and trying to get all the information right up front, so you don't have to finish nothing. You just want to know everything right now. Thanks for that. Right. Like I need. Like I need to know. Like right now. And I, I will answers know. right now. But then I need answers right now. <laughs> I need to know this now because my heart is in a tizzy. Cause I, it, I'm not even gonna talk about it. Yeah, no more talk. No more talk. She said no. No, no answer to you. Okay. And All ladies, right. we'll see you next week. Oh wait, no, we won't because oh yeah, maybe we will. It's the week after I won't see y'all because we gotta go. We gotta go take the baby to college. Okay. Well, I'll be on tomorrow night with my show. So, with the code tomorrow, the code is crazy. Even though my Fridays are like never at home, I always go on her Facebook page and talk a little shit. So, oh my God, I cussed on the this show. Sorry. Well, the N word is in Perry's book. So, okay. They already okay, told so quick, don't quick, bring up quick before we before we leave. So when y'all were discussing that that was in the book, tell me why I was reading the portion of and it was saying it. I was like, really? This is where I'm at? Just talking about it? Okay. <laughs> That's okay. You were ready. That means we prepared okay. for enough time. Yes, I was prepared. All right. Well, I'll be on tomorrow night. And we're talking, um, um, what are we talking about tomorrow night? Oh, we're we are having a full fledged um, sexual conversation tomorrow night, so I don't know where that's gonna lead to. But I'm gonna be on the page, so make sure I can talk the shit on the page and tell Dre to shut up because that's usually what I have to do. Okay. All right. Well, I'm getting ready to. Yes, I go back to work now. Okay, and we're gonna go back to doing what we're doing. All right, people. Good night, good people. Good night, good people.